River Vixens, it's Ryan coming at you with a very special episode of River Dish. We have missed you guys and cannot believe that we are just one week away from season three. Coming at you today, though, because Sam and I had the amazing opportunity last week to travel to Vancouver to visit the set of Riverdale. You guys, it, it was everything. We were able to get some incredible interviews that we're going to get to you guys throughout the season, uh, but figured we'd give you a little taste of what we experienced. We used our iPhones to capture some audio, uh, so excuse some background noise here and there, but hopefully it gives you a sense of what it was like. Uh, so without further ado, here is our Riverdale excursion to Vancouver. All right, you guys, we have landed in Vancouver. We are in the home of Riverdale. We are here, we are live. I gotta say, like just feeling the atmosphere, it feels, you can feel Riverdale in the air. Honestly, Ryan, I could not agree more. It feels spooky, it feels kooky. It feels like someone's gonna get murdered any second now. It's a little overcast. We've already seen three MG Jingle Jangle packets. We have, it was a little alarming, but we're gonna go with it. So today we are headed to the set of Riverdale. Yes, we are. I'm like freaking out. I know. I'm very excited. A little nervous. Um, so we're gonna like see everything. I don't know. It's sort of like, you know, um, Dorothy going to Oz. Yeah, it really is like seen behind the Emerald Curtain. Yeah, or maybe like it's like the kids going to the chocolate factory in Willy Wonka. So (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So we'll keep you guys updated. about yeah yeah let's do it here we are vancouver let's go okay you guys so we got to set and it was a little overwhelming just emotionally seeing everything taking everything in i felt very norma desmond returning to paramount you know what i mean but instead of cecil b demille it was pop tape Had we fully intended to take some audio for this podcast? Yes. Did we? No. We did, however, get exclusive photos that we have now posted on our brand spanking new Instagram page, at Pod. so be sure to follow us there. And we have even more photos that we're going to share in a very exciting project that we can't announce yet, but we're going to be announcing very soon. It's going to be worth the wait, though. So again, we apologize. We don't have any audio of the actual set visit, but want to give a shout out to Casey Cott for the amazing tour. He's like a professional tour guide, bringing us through the town of Riverdale. And it was really quite something to see where they filmed this show. In many ways, you arrive there and it just feels like you're in a uh, like warehouse in the middle of nowhere, Canada. But then you walk through these doors and all of a sudden you're in Riverdale High. It's kind of hard to describe. But I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll be sharing some of the tidbits that we learned. Uh, We got lots of fun facts, lots of exclusive content. Uh, So yeah, be sure to follow along. Again, sorry we have no audio, but we have a special rest of the trip. So here we go. All right, you guys, so it's day two here in Vancouver. We are walking around town. Again, it just feels like Riverdale. It does, and we just saw the Pembroke with our own eyes. Yes, and what is it, Sam? The Pembroke is actually a historic landmark. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a heritage building. It's a heritage building. <laughs> See, I said that like four times and I already forgot. But we got there and we were surprised because there was a crowd outside. 
there were literally like a group of people out there taking photos. So we weren't the only ones looking for the Pembroke. No, we weren't. Apparently, it's like a a big known building. Who knew? Who knew? But you know what? Of course, the lodges would live in a national historic heritage building. So we're just walking around downtown. It's very rainy. It's raining. We're actually walking by where the cast is housed right now. We're not stalking them or anything. No, no, no. We're not. We just we happen to be walking by. They have a very nice building. They have so a very nice building. So you can be rest assured that they, uh, they're well taken care of. No, they are. They are. And Vancouver is an interesting place. Everybody that we talk to is aware of the show. They know that it films here. Ryan actually caught some phantom in action. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I mean, we know in the States, as they say, the show is such a hit, but it's so funny that the place where it films, Canada, which you think would be a little more, less, less tame, you know? It's... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where you were going with that. (laughs) Jane, Jane, you can't use that. All right, we'll keep you updated. All right, you guys, we just finished our bike ride around Stanley Park. We basically just rode around Sweetwater River. It looked exactly like that. We did the whole thing. We did the whole thing. We you saw know what? a seal. We saw. I almost hit a bird. I never heard Ryan react so fondly to nature as the moment when he saw a seal in the water. Guys, I dropped my bike. <laughs> the bike, the bike falls to the floor. Ryan goes, Sam, Sam. There was a seal in the water. Honestly, it was a sign, a sign of life and good things ahead. And I don't know, I felt it. Yeah, not since Heidi Klum has someone been so excited to see seal. That's. That's so true, Ryan. You know what was nice about this ride what? was, is it raining? Yes. Is it gray? Yes. Uh, not a single shirtless jogger threatening me. No, no. Um, and people are smiling at me, not like in a, in a gross way. Just like, oh, look at this girl. So active on the bike. It was really nice. Do you think any of the Riverdale characters would ride a, we've never really seen them on a bike. You know, what? I feel we've, like Archie would like dabble in bike riding. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, Jughead has his motorcycle. Right. But I feel like Archie, like, he, before his car, he probably got around with a bike. Right? Like, Fred would fix it in the shop. Right. Well, we don't... Maybe he gets his driver's license this season. But he has been driving we'll for the see. last two. I know. But you never know. Well, wow, it's really Remains to be seen, here. but... It's, yes, it remains to be seen. You guys, if you get the chance to uh, take a bike ride, uh, do it. Do it. Do it here in Stanley Park, Vancouver. All right, you guys, it is our third day here in gorgeous Vancouver. Hello. And we've got a day ahead of us. We have a day. We feel like hard-hitting journalists, which we are. Yeah, Carol Radsville, eat your words, you Yeah, know? we're basically writing the sequel to What Remains, What Still Remains, by Sam and Ryan about Riverdale. So this morning, we kicked things off with Alvin. Who plays None Pop other Tate. than Pop Tate. You guys... What a dream of a human. He is an angel sent from the heavens above. We are blessed, blessed to have been able to interview him on our lovely little podcast. Like when you guys hear this interview, you're you're, you're going to be shook. I'm it was so like behind shook. the actor studio. It really was. I felt like we were in the green room. Like... Now, so that was exciting. But when we tell you where we're headed, um, if you're driving, pull over. If you're showering, maybe turn off the water. Take a shot before we announce this because we cannot really deal with this sober. I don't Sam, know you feel my heart that. right now. Just like oh my god, it's like <laughs> this I'm is like, no joke. Ryan's heart is pounding, uh, pounding like 400 beats per minute. We are headed to meet none other than Barbara Wallace, who plays Ryan. Who? None other than Anna Rose. She plays. If you've Nana been following Rose. our podcast, you know that this has been our. It, it's like 
finding Richard Simmons. It's been finding Barbara <laughs> Wallace. Um, yeah, I, honestly, if we had to pick a dream guest, we always talk about that, but Brian, his dream has been Nana Rose since the very beginning of this show. He's been really struck by her acting, by her person, by her spirit. We want to uh, thank Casey Cott for setting this up. Thank you, Casey. You are another angel on the surf. Not as big as an angel of Alvin, but... He know. said, who do you want to talk to? KJ, Lily, Cole. We said, nope. Barbara Wallace. <laughs> um, <laughs> not even that's kidding. That's accurate, yeah. And Ryan has never been so nervous. I have never seen him like this. So, uh, yeah, we're going to keep you updated. Yeah, one more thing. We, um, so, in the show... We're always baffled by the seasons. Jackson wrote an article on Vulture about it, where they're wearing winter coats, they're wearing bathing suits. And you know what? Being here in Vancouver, we get it. It's been 14 seasons in one day. Yeah. Th- Even right now, I'm wearing a tank top, a beanie, more, carrying a jacket. More outfit changes than Cher. Yeah, it really, honestly, the show makes sense now because we have winter, spring, summer, and fall in a single day. And I just wanted to point that out for the fans. Of Carol King. Of- All right, you guys. <laughs> um, here we go. They say to never meet your heroes. It's bound to disappoint you. They won't live up to your expectations. Well, I'm here to tell you that those people are wrong. Because we just met her. Well, yeah, we did. Just came from a meeting with none other than Barbara Wallace. Nana Rose Blossom in the flesh. You guys, it was... Iconic. She recommended a great wine place. I feel so. Let's like start from the beginning. Okay. okay. Because uh, people use the word iconic loosely nowadays. They do. Yes. Um, I think I said it maybe one hundred times in the span of the hour and a half that we sat down together. Mm, maybe a little more. And you know what? She took it graciously each time. I started by saying that, and she goes. That's so funny. That's what Roberto calls me. Roberto, a.k.a. the showrunner and creator of Riverdale himself. I was going to, like, specify that she's a gay icon, but I thought that would be a little, you know, we were treading into some water there. Yeah, so keep in mind, Nana Rose is an older woman. She doesn't really know what a podcast is. So we had to explain to her what we're doing, what we're doing, and what we're saying, and what we, what Riverdish is. And... You know, she Enjoy just wanted day. to. Did you rape anybody ever? I think you're a rapist. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jane, 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 you can't use that. Jane, Jane please cut that out. <laughs> sorry, a Southsider was awry. Oh, we've got but to keep that in. We... <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Vancouver's lovely, it's... but um, I there are some people out there. I okay. guess. Anyway, so weird. Barbara did not know what a podcast was, so we were explaining to it to her, and you know, she there was no publicist to give her consent for for our podcast we should preface this by saying we've been trying to get her on the podcast for years since episode one um we have reached we have contacted her before and she has nicely responded back saying i would love to do it but i need permission uh so understandably so you know this is a grassroots podcast warner brothers has not really uh been dying for people to talk to us <laughs> uh so understandably so uh she declined to be recorded um which was fine i gotta say we sat down at the wine bar it would have been a shitty recording anyway but our entire meeting 
was underscored by the Mamma Mia movie soundtrack. Yeah, we had Amanda Seyfried in the back singing some great songs from Mamma Mia 1 as we talked to American hero Barbara Wallace. And honestly, that was like all we needed. It was like maybe the best hour and a half of our lives. I mean, Mamma Mia mixed with Nana Rose. Gotta say, she's British. I didn't know that. No, she has a um, very distinct British accent. She um, yeah. grew up in Cornwall. She was a flight attendant. She was a flight attendant. She worked at Tiffany. She worked at Tiffany, and she was married to a man publishing for 20-plus years and then remarried a man that she worked, a gemologist in, that she worked with at Tiffany's, who is much younger than her, which I love. She has um, two children, a grandchild. Uh, she's just, she's really an iconic personality who she, uh, yeah. lives, up to, lives up to it all. Another thing we learned is she has a set person who puts the contact in her eye for each episode of Riverdale, which is kind of incredible. We got a lot of a lot of great stories. Um, there are four people in the world, I guess, who make their livings off of putting contacts in other people's eyes. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it. She, um, uh, during her icon, we of course had to ask about her iconic Nana Rose army crawls. She said, that was great, wasn't it? She had a gorgeous stunt double. Um, yeah, they used a stunt double. Which I didn't know. They had a Did table read. No, I, no I thought it was thought it was her. But you know, during the table read, uh, she looked over to the director at the moment and said, "This sounds complicated," <laughs> and they called in a stunt double. Yeah. Another tidbit that she shared that we loved is when they were looking for the Nana Rose look of her hair and makeup. Apparently, they did three different looks, and every single one of them had to be approved by Roberto. And he eventually picked out the winner of like her hair in the updo with the French twist and the red streak and the contact and the jewels. But it was all approved by him, which is kind of incredible. We said, how did he land on the red streak? And she said, well, the breakdown said that she had snow white hair with a red streak in it. And of course, if you're looking at my hair, you see I don't have snow white hair, which we both she did, actually, a, she told us did a slight double dye. take. <laughs> She doesn't wig. <laughs> but she told us a specific dye that she uses. But she does use a wig in the show. No, but it was very, you know, reminiscent of the Devil Wears Prada. Like, it's not blue, it's cerulean. Like, her hair is white. But apparently it's AAII dye 14. So, uh, okay. She looks incredible. Oh, amazing. She She's... was wearing a lovely knit turtleneck. And a red blazer, which was really nice. Very becoming. Uh, for the wrap gifts, they all got serpent jackets. Hers, hers was, too, was small. too small. So she gave it to her neighbor, who's a big fan of Riverdale. Um, she does, however, have a Riverdale fleece with an R. Occasionally, she'll wear that out. Uh, even yesterday, someone asked her, oh, did you go to Rutgers? And she looked at them and said, does it look like I went to Rutgers? Said, ever hear of the show called Riverdale? Um, I need to. I was impressed by her knowledge of the show. She really dives in. She's she has dove into this world. She knew every character, every plot line happening. Um. Yeah, she's. Well, I guess we can kind of say now we yeah. know that she's not going to appear in the first part of season three at least. No, but she'll be. She in hasn't it. been in season three yet, but she is going to film next week. Yes, which is very exciting. And she's excited about it too. But she really is amazing, and she has had a storied career, most notably of the Megan and Harry Lifetime movie. Uh, she's met Idris Elba. She's met Carrie Coon. Uh, and honestly. she showed us. One of my favorite parts is at some point she took out, she opened her purse and inside she says, I want to show you this. 
I expected, um, I, I didn't know what to expect, you know? People whipping I. things out of your pocketbook. Uh, she unfolded a, you know, just printer paper. On it was a photo of herself uh, after, I say, it was <laughs> like pretty major surgery. I think it was and basal goes, cell carcinoma, like a little form of skin cancer. Yeah. But she had just spoken about her cataract surgery to us. So, I don't know. She showed us this picture. It looked like it was intense hair and makeup, honestly. So I was like, oh, is that from cataract surgery? <laughs> Her and Ryan were like, God, no, sweetie. I'm like, oh, great. Sam, you feel stupid again. <laughs> but no, she had some surgery. Why she had a printout of that surgery, the aftermath in her purse, ready at the willing to show us, I don't know. She really wanted to show us. Am I glad I saw it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, she know. is very into preserving. Yeah. She's preserved things. She only she actually has her own line of Nana Rose uh, jams. She she you makes she has little printouts. She goes, I make my own tops, and uh, she's gonna bring it into hair and wardrobe in yeah. the, the third AD. Also, <laughs> <laughs> those the third AD and hair and wardrobe and makeup because they do so much. They to do which so Sam much. said. Oh, yeah, God, there's just shit on. And she goes, well, not really. I said a lot of things that kind of got a weird pushback. <laughs> Listen, I went to film school. I kind of know this world. You went to a playground. I went to circus camp. It was the circus McGurkis, but I can pretend. Let me have that. Uh, what, like, what else? You know, some things we... She drank wanna... a night. She shit on me because I ordered a glass of white wine. And we're in Vancouver right now. And I was like, oh, like, I'll get... The, the waitress is like... Would you like the New Zealand or the British Columbia white wine? I was like, oh, the New Zealand. And Nana Rose goes, you're in British Columbia. Have that one, God's sake. So. That's a good yeah. accent. Thank you. She, um, she had a, a lovely red. She, she wasn't too picky about it. She just goes, she, she couldn't put it on me. She goes, just choose a nice red. Yeah. So I put it on the waitress. I said, bring me a nice red. Yeah. Uh, I had an Aperol spritz, which I'm sure had some judgment. She didn't mention anything about it. But no, she did not. I'm sure that, um, I don't think she has Aperol spritz. Girl, no. yeah. I don't think so. I no, mean, she called a- herself a, she says, I'm a bit of a wino. She, well, she said, what was the word she used? I don't know. She it was a She used a very word. British scientific word for wino, which I would love to steal and use in my own life. It was like, it wasn't bibliotech, but it sounded like that. Bibliophile. It was like, I'm a bibliophile. And yeah. It's like library. I gotta look that up. Something like that. But honestly, she was an icon. I, I was trembling in her presence. By the end, I just felt like, God, what can I say to stand alone to this woman? So, you know, it like, lots of things have happened this trip so far. Uh, hard to beat it, you know? It's Did we fly it. across the country to meet Barbara Wallace? Yes. Yes. Was it worth it? Yes. Absolutely. Would I do it again tomorrow? Yes. Um, so we're going to keep you uh, updated. We're headed to meet Elio right now. Elio. Just like that, it's come to an end. They say all good things don't last forever. And just like that, our trip is over. You guys, we are in the airport lounge, and <laughs> the second of which we attempted to get into... <laughs> We got kicked out of the first one. Well, by kicked out, we couldn't get in in the first place. (laughs) Because we used our parents' passes. Yeah. But we made it to the second one. We're having mediocre wine, and it's so hot in here. But you know what? We made it to the lounge. Sam insisted that we got here. So, for the entire day, she was insisting that we get to the airport. At first, she suggested we got here eight hours in advance. 
thankfully I settled for three, which sadly I, is a compromise. It, I don't like being late to an airport. Usually I love like the hangout. I read my book. I get some good hang time, but you know, it, there's such a thing as being too early and I've learned that the hard way now. So Ryan, you were right. It's funny because I actually always thought I was an early person at the airport, but I always thought that was like an hour. Mm-mm. We've only been here for what feels like years. But I think it's important to reflect on our takeaways from this beautiful trip to Vancouver. I'll begin. So, my two my two standouts. Actually, I have three. The first is the couch that we had in our Airbnb. Ryan? It was life-changing. Montreal. Maybe we could get them to sponsor the pod. Montauk. <laughs> no, it... It's called Montauk. It Montauk. It's called Montauk something, right? It's like Montauk Couch. Oh, I don't know. It is. They have a store in Montreal. But maybe if you're listening, Montauk Couch people, Ryan loved your couch. And we already said, like, when he is at a point in his career where he can buy one of the couches, that's the pinnacle of success. Yes, once this podcast takes off. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Montauk Sofa. Yeah. Tell me I'm right again. You're right, Sam. You're always thank, right. Thank you. Thank you. So my second takeaway from the trip is Ryan and I both met beautiful men named Julian. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> Julian Haig, who you'll hear yes, later he's a great on. Guest. We love. We love. Obsessed. But then, Iconic. today, we go to a brewery to kill some time. And there was a really cute bartender at Brew Hall. Who is also named Julian. Yeah. I have drank more beer here and eaten more donuts than I have in my entire life. Yes. But that's I true. think that's, so that's what you do in Vancouver. And I got to say that today, Ryan and I have kegistanded the Kool-Aid of Vancouver and are wearing outfits that are totally not us. I'm wearing a head-to-toe Dorit Kemsley-inspired, like, sweatsuit. And Ryan was wearing flannel, like, glasses, baseball cap on, sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, excuse, got mistaken for a local. Ex- excuse the background noise here. Again, we are in an airport lounge here reporting back. But what a trip it's been. It really feels like we were immersed in the world of Riverdale. We were watching the show in our Airbnb, and it's so funny to watch it now in a completely different way. It's, I think, I don't think we're ever going to watch the show the same way. Also, Vancouver has been great. It's a great culinary city. Although today we had brunch at a restaurant that we went to twice now in two different locations, and I ate a salad and Ryan and I had just climbed the suspension bridge and it was wonderful and fun and I ate my whole salad because I was hungry and the waitress takes my plate away when I'm done and she goes oh no one ever finishes this good job and now I have a complex sadly that will be Sam's one takeaway from this trip which was I, so unfortunate I've already bought a 10 pack to Barry's boot camp and I am gonna go every day this week so if you're listening if you're a fan comment tell me know I'm that crazy. you're a witch who cursed her oh i put a huge hex on her i feel for her family tonight yeah it's not they're not gonna make it through the night but you know what whatever but we want to thank casey cott for this incredible weekend thank you casey you you made our lives Uh, thanks for everyone who hang out with us uh alvin barbara cody julian the staff of the narrow cammy (laughs) Yeah, Charles, Charles uh, the crew, and the sound engineers of Riverdale. <laughs> Guess we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, now we're in this, this B-list lounge. <laughs> <laughs> and we have big news coming for you guys. It's going to be big. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> wow. And there you have it. What a trip. It was a whirlwind of a weekend, but again, we are so, so, so excited to be sharing some of the content that we got with you guys as our season goes on, and we're just so excited for season three. One more week, we have a great starting lineup of guests. You guys aren't going to want to miss it, so follow along with us. Follow us at Riverdish on Twitter, at RiverdishPod, our brand new Instagram page. Email us, RiverdishPod at gmail.com. And uh, stay away from Jingle Jangle. All right, see you next week.